This segment of IU schedule was always going to teach us a lot about this team, but what we've learned isn't all that good. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen this Monday, every day of the week, every day of the month. You guys are amazing. LinkedIn Jobs is the sponsor of today's episode. They help you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. IU scheduled these back-to-back games against Arizona and Kansas to learn where they stand and compete against the best in the country. What we've learned is they're pretty far off that 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 pace, that that level, I guess, when it comes to national contenders. To be blunt, IU is not the team we thought they were. They can get to that team still, but right now IU is pretty far away from the team that we thought they were. Saturday was uh, a loud kind of definitive proof that this is not an IU team that is a title contender, and that's what they talked about all off season, kind of leading up to the season, is that they wanted. They're not even a Big Ten contender right now uh this is a team that i on one hand this this was two of the best teams in the country that they faced one of them on the road one of them at a neutral site but they weren't even competitive for large portions of those games especially on saturday which was perhaps the most disappointing part about saturday's game from the onset This team had a complete lack of energy on Sunday. Woodson wanted to test this team. He wanted to learn what they're about. He had a whole week to prepare for this Kansas game to get everybody up for it. I know it was finals week and a lot was going on, but there was an entire week to get ready for this game, and they came out as flat as can be against Kansas, and they got run off the court, to be quite honest with you. Aside from a... It might have been a 10-minute stretch from the end of the first half into the second half where they looked competitive. Uh, Kansas was levels above them on Saturday. They did not look like two teams with similar aspirations this year, and they, they, they do. Both teams want to compete for a title. Kansas can do that. IU isn't anywhere close to doing that. But to me, the, the complete lack of energy was – perhaps the most frustrating aspect of this that I know you're going into a a hostile road environment, but you would think a week of buildup to this would have you kind of ready to go, ready to make a statement, especially after losing to Arizona, the way you lost and where you feel you kind of gave that game away early on. You would think you'd want to come out and not replicate that. They did exactly the same thing against Kansas, which Something has to change there. Like, I don't think the starting lineup is the problem. 
I thought it was last year. I, I don't think it is, at least when healthy this year. But the, something has to be done because IU is coming out flat in these games and they're putting themselves in these huge holes that then are impossible to, to come out of. Even when last season, I mean, this isn't a new problem. They did it last season. They damn near played their way out of the NCAA tournament against Michigan in the Big Ten tournament because they built themselves a huge hole and had to fight out of it. It's not a it's not a strategy that is going to work long term. And I use finding that out against the best teams. If you give them 10 minutes where they're far and away the best team in the contest, you can't come back from that. And I don't know if I, I just don't understand how IU keeps putting itself in this situation. If you look at the starting lineup, I mean, in a hundred and or excuse me, in 125 offensive and defensive possessions, they're right in the middle in terms of adjusted team efficiency margin. According, according to Evan Mia, um, the site that we discussed earlier in the season, so they're by far the most used lineup. They're they're not bad. They're above average. A lot of that's probably inflated by those games against bad teams early in the season, though. What I will say is the Xavier Johnson injury was a gut punch. Um, it's really frustrating because IU just got healthy, and Jalen hood Shafino looked physically fine on Saturday to immediately lose Xavier Johnson. I don't know how long um, he posted on his Instagram, tweeted out that he would be back soon on Saturday. He tweeted that right after the game. IU obviously has a couple games here against teams that they're going to overwhelm that um, they can, they don't need him back necessarily this week, but you want him back because you need to build up those reps with your starting five that hurt, but IU was well behind the eight ball at that point. And that injury didn't like drastically change the outcome. It looked like it was headed for the outcome we got early on. And look, I I've let it slide a little bit, especially last week. So IU has to do a better job of getting trace Jackson Davis involved offensively. He was four of eight, 13 points, six rebounds, nine blocks, which I'll mention in a minute, astounding. There are fair criticisms and there are unfair criticisms about him. There have been a lot of unfair ones I've seen in the comments. And I, the, he's not soft. He doesn't disappear in big games. He literally played us into the NCAA tournament last season. Please stop saying that. It's honestly annoying to see. But these last two games, he has not stepped up when IU has needed him. Defenses are loading up against him, but there are ways around that. It can't be as simple as like, well, you know, they're double teaming him. There's nothing we can do. There are ways to scheme him open, get him in positions where he can succeed. He forced the issue a little bit at times on Saturday. It led to some turnovers or some misses, but he has to be more aggressive. He can't just be a passive pedestrian basically for large chunks of the game and IU needs to do things either early on or at different points of the game to get him the ball 
Dick Vitale was right in in his general point on Saturday that Trace needs the ball. I thought he was a bit silly at times when he was yelling to get him the ball that it wasn't feasible to, but he is right that Trace needs more than eight shots. He had the tied for the second most. Tamar Bates has had as many shots as he did on Saturday. That can't continue to happen, and that has to be something this team focuses on the next couple weeks leading into Big Ten play. I want to talk a little bit more about that point and why the second half looked different because they got traced the ball. It's not a it's not a hard concept. Before we dive into all of that, today's sponsor is LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's simple. You guys know the deal. You head to LinkedIn Jobs, create your job posting, uh, add your job to um, your or post it from your page so that everybody you you're connected to sees it. It's simple. They ask screening questions to um, take out some of the hassle and the time when it comes to hiring people, and, and more importantly, it gets you the the perfect qualified candidate that you're looking for. LinkedIn Jobs wants to make this all faster and they want to make it for free. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Big thanks to you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Now, after this, your second listen Make that Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, wherever you guys get your podcasts. So I I think there's a big conversation to have about Trace, about how IU is doing things. Um there's a lot of kind of freelancing in general when it comes to this offense that at time when it works, it, it, it works well, but it's led to moments that, like I said, that we saw against Arizona that we saw on Saturday against Kansas where trace just isn't an active participant in the offense. It's one of his flaws. He can kind of fade in and out of games at times. Um, he has to stay involved. Maybe it's the point guard's job. Maybe it's a conversation he needs to have with Xavier, with uh, Jalen, with even maybe Tamar Bates and Trey Galloway to say, hey, we got to make sure the priority here is to get Trace the ball and keep him active. Because when he's active, he's he's great. And we've seen that. But there have been too many moments where he's kind of faded in and out of the game. He faded into the game so to speak, in the second half, IU cut that lead down to single digits because they were getting the ball inside to trace and race. And that's where IU's advantage was. They had a height advantage. Despite that, getting out-rebounded was really bad, is all I will say. Uh, But they had this height advantage, and when they took advantage of that, they, they scored at will. Trace has to be better. Mike Woodson has to be better about it. Xavier, Jalen, 
Tamar, Trey, everybody needs to be better about working inside out and most importantly, keeping just recognizing where you have an advantage. And I know defenses want to scheme it some way, but it feels like IU's gotten too far off the track where they're accepting what the defense is doing and trying to beat them at that. And to a certain degree, you can and you want to do that. But I feel along the way, I use losing track of its identity as a team that can beat up people down low with trace and race. And you're playing into the defense's hand at that point. It's one thing to try to beat them from three point range or from the perimeter when those shots are there, but that can't be your primary focus. And that's what it's felt like too many times in the last two games is that defenses are telling them, go ahead, shoot it from outside. And IU wants to prove that they can do that to the detriment of Trace Jackson Davis being effective. And if IU is going to win games against these types of opponents, Trace is going to have to have big games. Like that, there isn't a sustainable way to beat the elite teams that doesn't involve Trace having, you know, 20 points and 10 rebounds or something along those lines. So IU needs to find that balance between keeping Trace active and involved in the offense while also improving and and becoming reliable three-point shooters and perimeter threats. Even having said all of that, IU had the chance to cut the lead to to eight points on a two-on-one layup with Jalen Hutchifino and Tamar Bates. And it was a brutal miss. I, it's one of those situations where they ran the two on one fine. Kansas got back. Well, uh, maybe you'd want Tamar to take a little bit more of a controlled reverse layup. Maybe he dishes back to Jalen. I, I, I tried to watch that play back to see. It's just one of those things where in the heat of the moment, it Kansas got back and he couldn't finish. And that was that once they had a, I think they had one more opportunity, but they immediately Kansas woke up and put this game to rest. And that was that it was done. One of the most frustrating things that IU did on Saturday was during the game itself was turnovers. 23 turnovers is mind boggling. Kansas's length was just overwhelming them. And it felt like they weren't prepared for that. Um, there were drives where IU was just getting the ball slapped away from, from players digging down and perimeter players wings. The the size of the, of Kansas's wings was just overwhelming for IU. <laughs> the most annoying turnover they kept having were those attempted cross court passes that work against, you know, Moorhead state or whoever I use playing at the beginning of the season you try that against Kansas and they pick it off and take it the other way. And IU has 23 turnovers and Kansas has 28 points off turnovers. So, I mean, it's not as simple as there's your game, but in a lot of ways, there's your game. IU is turning the ball. They had more turnovers than field goals on Saturday and Kansas just thank you and scored at will at the other end. It was a, humbling a uh, game on Saturday. Like I said, I use not where we thought they would be. Uh, a lot of questions need to be asked. 
I think this team, that team looked really tired for a team that had a whole week off, which is interesting. We know Mike Woodson likes to have tough practices. Are they being too tough right now? Is the coaching staff doing too much in practice? Are they wearing the guys down too much? Because that, I mean, that team didn't have any kind of energy or life. They looked just kind of beaten down a little bit in a game where they had literally an entire week off. So I'm not sure what led to that on Saturday. I think everybody from the top down needs to do some self-evaluating right now. Mike Woodson to Trace Jackson Davis to your freshman to everybody in between, whatever it is, whoever you are, there needs to be some some soul searching and some self-evaluating after this, because we've seen back-to-back weeks, IU is not ready to be that team. They want to be that team. I think they have the desire to be, but they're going to get to that level. A lot of things are going to have to change and we're not going to get the chance to see them compete against one of those teams for a while. Now Uh, they have a pretty soft schedule. And so IU won't, um, they'll get a chance to address some of these things and fix them, but there's still, I, it's just a, a complicated issue right now because I think IU needs to be figuring some things out against good competition. I don't know what they're going to do. They play Elon this week. What are they going to do against Elon? That's going to make me think, Ah, yeah, things are different. I don't believe that they're going to be a good three-point shooting team against big, like, good opponents. They they haven't done it. They were 6-19 on Saturday. They did it to a certain degree against Arizona, but that's what they wanted them to do, and they lost the game. So what is IU going to do against Elon this week or on their game against Kennesaw State on Friday that's going to make you think, Ah, yeah, no, IU's got some things figured out. I don't know. But there needs to be some answers. (laughs) I know that much. There needs to be a response from this team now. And I still, I mean, there, there still is a lot of room there. And I still think this team has the potential to be one of the elites. But they look a lot further away from that than we thought they were going to be early on in the season. Let's finish this up with some good news because IU women's basketball team kicked serious ass on set or on Sunday. Excuse me. We'll recap their win over Moorhead state. Before we do that, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Not going to lie. I bet on Kansas on Saturday. I did not have a great feeling about that game. You guys heard me on Friday's episode, give you the stat about Kansas's home record. So I wasn't surprised it was a loss surprised with how they lost. But if you guys are looking to make bets yourself, you can get the latest odds trends uh, for every sports team, professional league, amateur league out there from pro to college football, bowl season from basketball, um, hockey, soccer's kicking back up. Now that the world cup is over, they have you covered in every way. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. 
Let's talk this women's basketball team because IU just dog walked Moorhead State on Sunday. 87 to 24 is your final. IU is at that level now with the elite teams in college women's college basketball where you look at a score and think you have to do double and triple takes to think, oh my God, what does that score say? Um 60 <laughs> 63 point win that you'll take that you'll you'll live with that result it was 28 to 4 after one quarter uh they never they being Moorhead State never scored more than eight points in a quarter they were trailing big going into the fourth quarter and I used scored 26 points almost the most in one quarter in the game they finished the game on a 15 to 2 run. This was just a vicious beatdown. And IU played like it's it's bench. Like it Yarden Garzon played the most minutes at 16. So like IU played its bench. It just or excuse me, she played uh Chloe Moore McNeil played 28. Garzon was the leading scorer at 16. I read that wrong. But still, IU played its bench. Like Sarah Scalia was an absurd plus 42. Henna Sandvik was a plus 45 in 26 minutes. Like she was the only player who played on Sunday and did not score. There are some wild stats from this one as well, mainly because IU had absolutely suffocating defense. They held Moorhead state to nine of 51 shooting. That is 17.6%. Uh, they Moorhead state, had nine field goals and 25 turnovers. They had almost three times as many turnovers as they did field goals. Sandra Lynn, poor, poor girl for her Moorhead state finished with a minus 62 in 37 minutes on Sunday. The plus minuses in this game are wild. Um, Veronica Charles, for Moorhead State was a minus 51 fouled out of the game was two of 14 their leading score their best player just struggled mightily like this was unbelievable levels of a suffocating win and the Hoosiers are really damn good uh Garzon had 16 Scalia had 13 Parrish and Holmes had 12 each this is one of those games where McKenzie Holmes could have come out and been like, you know what? I want to score 30 points tonight, but because she is who she is, she fed her teammates and everybody scored on Sunday. So she has 12 points, five rebounds in 18 minutes and gets a little bit of a rest <laughs> instead. So listen, here's my rant to close this out. For those of you frustrated with the men's basketball team, you should be. And I, I might be preaching to the choir a little bit here. The women's basketball team is everything that you're mad about the men's basketball team not being. They show up on a night-to-night basis. They've beaten really good teams this season. They play team basketball. They can shoot the ball well. They take care of the ball. They are earnestly one of the very best teams in the Big Ten in the country, excuse me, not just the Big Ten, in the country this season. Support them. Show up to games. Watch games. 
it's the holiday break. You want to go to assembly hall. You don't want to pay a fortune to go to the men's game. Go to the women's game, support this team. They deserve it. This is an awesome team, a fun team that is really, really, really good. And they're going to stay really, really, really good. So support them, go to the games, cheer for them, watch them. Quit complaining about IU men's basketball and start watching IU women's basketball rant done. Thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to preview the IU men's basketball game, I believe. We're getting right into it in this one. There is, uh, Even though it's a holiday weekend, we are not slowing down. Uh, the Hoosiers men's team plays Elon tomorrow. There are three games this week, so we'll still have plenty of action. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. All of that fun stuff. Most importantly, though, guys, everybody have a great start to your week. We're almost to the holidays. Survive one more week of it, and we will be there. And as always, Elio.